day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 11 of Shop Talk. Today we're covering episode 16 of season one titled Greenlight, or better known as the must watch episode of the season because of Anderson's untimely end, unfortunately. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jennifer, and I'm joined by Carrie. Hi, guys. We saw a lot of Nolan and Anderson, um, but we were also fed some good Jennifer nuggets. And we had a great Nolan and Gray moment at the end. So um, there is no news for this week. Again, just hiatus, you know, fun stuff. We've seen some of the cast members are posting on their Instagrams, going on trips, just doing, um, you know, some fun relaxation things. So let's get into the episode. Yeah. Um, So like where we are in this season um because I know we've been jumping around a lot but like so far we've seen in season one anyway like how far the rookies have come in their training and like we really enjoy that while at the start of the season they focused heavily on John Nolan obviously because Nathan's character is the main um like you know central part of it but it's like since branched out to feature a bit more of like the partnerships between the TOs and the rookies Mm -hmm. and it's like it has a nice balance you know what I mean like a nice balance of like comedy and drama which is like what makes it fun but it's also not afraid to like push the envelope which is definitely what this episode did with a major character step it was like the first major character death of the show Mm -hmm. and only 16 episodes in yep which we were saying before we started recording like it's interesting that they did it at the 16th episode and not the uh like spring finale mm-hmm. so that's something yeah. that i noted at least mm-hmm. but yeah for sure okay so i guess we'll just jump right in um we're gonna start with obviously nolan and anderson um it actually starts though with um john nolan and talia bishop are on a call and they're searching a drug dealer that claims he doesn't have anything on him. And Tally's kind of using it as like a teaching moment, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny because she's like, Officer Nolan, we have, you know, like these like principles, like cash out, stash out, um, and like all of these things. So like if the drug dealer, he wants to be seen on his corner doing business. So like the, the drugs are somewhere and yeah. so is his money. They just don't know where. Um, eventually after nolan gets done looking through the trash um she like really wanted him to like dumpster dive it was like yeah oh my gosh yeah he put on gloves and everything yeah um yeah so talia ends up finding the money in a pipe um and with it is a control like a remote control um and nolan he cracks me up he's like can i see that i got my son one of these for you know christmas or his birthday or something and he's just like playing around with it um you know assuming that he's trying to get the drone to come back and it has the bag uh with the drugs in it yeah and it drops and there you go so that's kind of and then you know cue the theme song that everyone loves i loved nolan's facial expressions when he was like handcuffing the guy he was just like i don't know he just had like some funny memeable expression yeah I just yeah I like how like short they were with the guy because Talia was like are you sure (laughs) did it 
make you feel like a different way watching it though knowing like what's happened in real life with stuff like that because I mean the guy was he kept saying like I'm just on a nice stroll like I don't have anything oh that's true they kind of were like I mean even the suspect had even said like you're harassing me like Mm -hmm. I don't know I felt watching it I was like this could have ended in such a different way and like the rookie is a more of a light-hearted cop show as we've said but like they're not afraid to go there so I don't know it was just so interesting to me and no one was like trying to you know like be an advocate for the guy and it's like Mm -hmm. you know maybe he is just out for a walk and Bishop was like he is not Mm -hmm. I don't know I just found it so interesting and watching it was like this is interesting for a cold open watching it now back then I mean it was still interesting and like you know didn't toe the line but it was just like now looking at it from a different lens it was a lot different Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and so the next time we see them um captain anderson is actually the one that um announces to the group that reversals are today and since nolan asks well what the heck are reversals um they explain that they are when internal affairs agents go undercover as criminals Mm -hmm. um tim and angela which i found funny were just like in the corner like nope don't want to do this like this This is stupid stupid. yeah yeah um but like and they were not quiet about it (laughs) no they weren't which um zoe then promptly uh called them out for yeah so um but yeah so i agents are like undercover as criminals they i guess have gone as far as to um like plant every single customer and like bank teller in a bank so they could go rob it um just to test their response time is what um tim was telling them and so therefore they all have to be kind of on the lookout because obviously if they as Talia is telling Nolan later, they train for this. So this is like, this is what they're prepared for. So they're going to be sneaky about it um, just to kind of see how the police treat people. Yeah. And so John and Talia's first call was to break up a fight between an angry woman and a valet. And we find out later that the woman's name is Astrid. Um, but at the time, anyway, she's yelling about how this guy scratched her car. Um, no one's like, this car is barely a chip in the paint. Yeah. Um, and she's still very upset. Um, the guy makes a you know rude comment. She goes after him with a knife. And John tries to pull her away. As he's doing that, unfortunately, uh, her dress rips. And so that is kind of the whole, what's the word I'm looking for? Catalyst. There we go. Yeah. Of what will happen later in the episode. And I just, I mean, like a dress, you guys. Yeah. A dress. Crazy. Yeah, but this is, um, well, I just found it funny, though, because, like, later when John is processing her, she asks him, she's like, 
you don't know who I am, do you? And he's like, no. Like, he knows her name, knows what she's being locked up for. But that's about Um, it. Yeah, but that's about it. And it's more because, not that he's not aware of the eventual gang affiliation, but, like, he is still in this mindset of, oh, okay, this was definitely a reversal. This was definitely an IA agent. Um, He's convinced that the dress was, like, uh, breakaway pants. So it was, like, designed to fail. Mm -hmm. uh, He came into contact with it. And even, like, Lucy and Jackson were convinced that it was a reversal and he got, like, played. Yeah. um, Later on in the episode. But it was not a reversal. It The whole entire situation with the dress and the quote-unquote disrespect um, is what later makes Cole Midas, who's the son of a gang leader, he runs the like day-to-day operations of the Southern Front, which I mm-hmm. I just thought it was so funny how Gray said that. Like he made it sound like a legit business. Yeah. I mean, they all like, they have parlors and different like buildings and things that they, you know, use to run their um, drugs and guns yeah. and all that. Yeah. But um, so Astrid is Cole's, um, the mom of Cole's kid. And so like they're, you know, a, um, a couple. And so that is what makes Cole put a hit out on Nolan. So that is why he's been greenlit, hence the title. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was greenlit because he disrespected Astrid by ripping her dress. Um, Talia was not part of it I mean she she was there but as the captain explains when everyone arrives um Talia didn't put she phrased it as Talia didn't put hands on her like no one was the one that um disrespected her and so as Nolan is walking back to his truck uh a, I'm assuming it was a gang member or you yeah. know like a hired hit man um, yeah, tries to it take didn't him look like Cole. No, no, it wasn't Cole. Um, but yeah, it was definitely someone tried to take him out in the parking lot. Was not successful. His poor truck, though, got hit. I mean, there were like a hundred uh, shots that were fired. Yeah, least. like it was crazy. Um, yeah, but Nolan, Nolan was, I mean, shaken up, obviously, but not, um, not hit. And so when everyone is showing up, they went to canvas the area and we don't actually see that happening. We see it off screen, um, but no one's admitting that they saw the shooter because it's a gang issue now. And so everyone's still kind of trying to figure out like what's going on. Cause they, I mean, they've made all the connections now as to who people are and what kind of might happen. But obviously the number one priority is to protect Nolan from any more retaliation. So um, Captain Anderson is the one that escorts him back to his uh, guest house that he's staying in. And she has approved a security system, alarm system. 
yeah that the some kind of um you know like safety protocols in place um so that his uh house is like well secured yeah that's the word i don't know why i can't speak today guys i'm sorry um i know i can't and so she um she's like reminding john about how it's like his choice if he wants to go back into work because he's afraid that he you know if he goes he's uh endangering everyone that he works with and she reminds him that like being a cop like that's what you do like you put your life on the line like everyone else knows that when they go into work they're putting their life on the line Mm -hmm. as well um and just as she's leaving lucy and jackson show up for extra cover guard duty and anderson tells them to call her directly if anything happens with nolan so i don't know because like not that i I definitely I didn't want like a relationship to happen between them or anything but like that was like what people between who Anderson Um, and Nolan yeah like people had said like there was like they had like an earlier moment you know like in the winter finale in episode eight there was kind of you know she helped him through I could see it but he like just I know Lucy so I mean, I would have rather had Nolan at Anderson, but it would have been like so wrong because he's a rookie <laughs> and she is like, I don't know how high up on the chain of command, but it's not like she's just a TO. No, she's, she's a captain. So like, that's not going to work. Yeah. But I don't know. I just thought, I mean, just, you know, like nice moments between them. Yeah. Regardless. Uh, Lucy's hair though, when they showed up, oh my God, those braids. so cute and jackson was so jackson was so gosh darn excited to be on guard duty you guys he brought walkie talkies he was honestly jackson in this entire episode just had me feeling like everything i was like i love him so much Mm -hmm. yeah it was so great like it was nice to um see the three of them bond yeah the next morning bond like off shift too yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah he's decided that he's gonna go to work um they're gonna you know be there for him like support him regardless um so when he does go into work I thought it was interesting that Tim was the first one to stand up to like start the clap the slow clap when John um came in yeah work but I mean it was nice it was a nice moment to have like everyone yeah recognize what he was trying to do it was nice to see like the well i mean obviously we know that there's other male tos and stuff but like that male to in their little group in the group of police officers that we see it was nice to see that one that like john probably looks up to in a way like Mm -hmm. stand up and recognize him yeah yeah so it was um interesting I mean I'll get to it in a minute but like what I liked about the scene after John sat down was that um Anderson was like you know Southern Front went after one of our own today we hit back like she was like very determined and very uh like confident in her statement and Mm -hmm. so it's kind of no surprise that she's the one that's going to ride 
um, in the shop with John today. Yeah. And even though Talia was kind of thinking, oh, he just came into work to prove a point. Um, I thought it was, well, I guess it's not really out of character for Talia to be a little bit like pushy, but she was like, just because I don't, you know, agree with his decision, he's still, you know, her uh, yeah. puppy. And Anderson was like, and I'll take good care of him. So that was kind of that because she's obviously outranks Talia. So yeah, yeah. But this is what the second time we see Zoe out on patrol. Well, yeah, out on a a very different. Uh, yeah, her day is very different. Um, yeah. I like I like Bishop, but I mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope that Nyla like knows kind of like when she first is assigned to Nolan like obviously we didn't see it on the screen but maybe like in the blank space like you know she learned more about him and like what he went through in his first six months as a rookie or whatever I mean Mm -hmm. three months whatever however long this time span is like I would assume that she would have learned more about him and kind of like learned you know more about the cases that he was on and like this greenlit situation and all that I just wonder who told her about it. Like if it was Gray yeah. or Nolan or a combination of both. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just think about that because I'm like, she has to know about some of it, right? I mean, she's not coming in and is like, you know, totally just doesn't know what he's went through, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I didn't really think about it, but yeah. Because there's definitely a lot of... Um, things that aren't said obviously Mm -hmm. that are kind of done well and like by the time that he gets her as a teal like he's not as green as a rookie I mean he still is like and he's still eager to go and do things but he's been on the job for a little bit so he's a little jaded too yeah he's lost a little bit of that like bright-eyed bushy-tailed like yeah yay I'm you know a cop now like let's go yeah um yeah Hmm, that's interesting yeah yeah i'm also just like oh i wish that they would have found some way to have nyla in but obviously you know contracts and stuff too so and previous jobs so Mm -hmm. yeah um so we see so he's going to be riding with john in the shop um we also see that gray is the one that goes to the jail to talk to I forget what the guy's actual name is, but they call him King Midas. Yeah. Um, who's the leader of the Southern Front gang. And he's also Cole's dad. Um, and so like I had said earlier, we find out that Astrid's the baby mama of mm-hmm. Cole. And um and so Cole's dad can't rescind the hit. It can only come from Cole. So yeah. His, like you know he kind of like he tells Gray like his hands are tied um he can't you know like he doesn't have that kind of power yeah so but it well it cuts back then um John and Zoe are just driving there the the eerie music starts to play a little bit because there's a van that is uh, that she sees in the rearview mirror 
it comes up alongside them uh she like takes hold of her gun and john follows suit and like they're ready you know if they have to fire Mm -hmm. at these people then they can the people they come up alongside them looks are exchanged nothing happens because the band turns away and I just thought it was kind of I don't really know if it was foreshadowing but like once that moment ended and the music subsided uh John was like that was terrifying and Zoe kind of at the same time was like that was exhilarating so she was like not excited but just like you know it was like a rush for her well and you have to figure like she's not out in the field a lot too so Mm -hmm. like anytime she's able to get out there it's a huge adrenaline rush for her I mean it is for him too but like he's he's still new on the job like she's had years on the job and again she's behind the desk so anytime she can get out into the field and like you know put on that uniform like she jumps Mm -hmm. at the chance yeah that's true and so she tells nolan about how she used to get headaches after coming home from baghdad um because her eyes would always be darting around looking for trouble and i just really enjoyed the quote that she said i didn't stop looking but it does stop hurting um just like wise words for nolan to like take in and have um so they get a call 459 i believe burglary Mm -hmm. um they are staying away from anything southern front related like anything like high risk supposedly with their calls unfortunately their burglary call was a ruse um cole and his crew throw grenades or like the whatever the heck makes the high pitch sounds yeah yeah um yeah and then end up taking um taking them both out cut to they are now john and zoe uh are now chained up to chairs by a pool and they both are kind of like coming to um cole's waving the it's not a taser but like a voltage like like, a stun gun yeah it was like a yeah like a volt like just a very high voltage he says it's like this has four times you know the power that the lapd ones yeah um so yeah so he was just like get like putting that real close to john threatening him um zoe kind of like laughs and kind of tries to get cole's attention um she's very smart with him about not knowing her rank yeah um she's like for crying out loud and a badge that says captain like and the bat you can see part of the badge is um sticking out from under her uh vest yeah and so I just thought it was funny because like there she is in like a dire situation and she can still have this like uh not like sarcastic but I mean she just was kind of just short with him she like almost didn't take the situation like as serious as like I feel like John kind of did 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, she took it serious, but she wasn't trying to like make herself seem scared or anything. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like she's yeah. very um able to keep herself like mm-hmm. calm. Um, Cole's not not liking that though. The kind of that she's you know making a fool out of him. Um, yeah. He takes the voltage gun thing and shocks her. Um, John's trying to deflect and be like, you know, hey, no, hurt me instead. You know, like, this is trouble that you can handle would yeah. be killing a rookie as opposed to killing a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole doesn't care, though, because he says, you know, this ends with both of them are going to be dead well and why would he he's a criminal like at that point yeah. they don't he yeah they have nothing someone to, to pay for it yeah yeah um so nolan is still trying to negotiate god bless him um he ends up it's still like it's just it's not working out like no like he's still trying cole's not listening poor zoe gets pushed into the pool She's mm-hmm. still chained to the chair. Um, so she's essentially drowning because um, she can't swim to the surface. Um, John is like, you have to get her out. You mm-hmm. have to get her out. Like, that's the only thing that he is trying to, like, have happen. And he convinces Cole that if, like, if he makes a video for Astrid and has John like apologizing that like, you know, she'll eat it up. Like they'll be, you know, back together and all happy and yada, yada, yada. Like only good things can come from that or something. Yeah. Um, he wants them to pull Zoe out first though. And Cole's like, no, 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 you got to make the video first. And so they're, they film it once. Um, it's, you know, it's not good enough. Um, he Cole's trying to get John to do it again all he's saying is like come on man like let her you know like let her up um and obviously he can't do anything about it because he's still chained up to Mm -hmm. the chair as well um we see the camera cuts down to Zoe still in the water obviously she I think she breaks her thumb I think it is to get out of the chain or the handcuffs I mean um she's smart i mean not yeah. to like break her thumb but you know to get out of the chain yeah or to get to out get of cuffs yeah. yeah um she ends up you see that there's a hand reaching out of the water it's obviously her she's pulling one of cole's guys into the water and then once that happens guns are going off like every which way uh-huh. cole's guys are shooting into the water you see a body come up it's the guy that Zoe pulled into the water. Um, everyone, like Cole's trying to get away. He's kind of backed up. He's still shooting though. Um, Zoe is even out of the water, um, mm-hmm. leaning on the ledge of the pool with her gun. Um, and she gets a few good shots in and takes down a couple of the other guys. Um, and then Nolan, like, he like he somehow like pushes himself up and like yeah um, runs into another guy to like prevent him from firing his weapon yeah um unfortunately 
Anderson is shot in the neck by Cole. It's just like such a, I hesitate to say good scene, but just it was well done. Yeah, how it was like, well executed. Yeah, like because you see you see the bullet um, mm-hmm. hit her, everything kind of stops. Mercedes Mason does a fabulous job of, uh, you know, floating down back into the water as she's dying. Yeah. Um, John, he somehow gets out of his handcuffs. Um, I think I think he ends up breaking the chair. I think or something. Anyway, but he gets out. He's diving into the pool, pulling her out, giving her CPR. Um, because he's, you know, ever so hopeful, thinking right. that she can still be alive. And unfortunately, she is not. And so, like, the first, like, the camera cuts off at that moment to black for a little bit. And then it comes back with everyone else has arrived at the scene. And like the sad music starts and it just Ugh. absolutely kills me. Like it never They always pick the best music for this show. They do. And fun fact well, sort of fun fact. You can actually listen to it on Amazon if you're like me and enjoy sad music. Um not on Spotify. Because I know for some shows you can't find the playlists on Spotify. Possibly. Don't quote me on yeah. that though, but possibly it might be on Spotify. I don't it's know. Probably on there. I'm not a Spotify person. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a season one soundtrack is like has all these things, including I think it's like Zoe's song or Zoe's like uh, send off or something. Anyway, just this very sad music comes on and the camera does a smart job of panning to all of their faces. Um yeah from Talia to Tim to Lucy to Jackson to Gray um, and Angela like everyone is there they're all distraught in disbelief Um, they're sad angry heartbroken all that John is still sitting uh, by Zoe's body he hasn't moved or like said anything Gray's Mm -hmm. the one that like puts his hand on his shoulder um, which then prompts John to say that it was Cole who shot uh, the captain. Yeah. Oh, and then the music gets like sadder and like. Because they, of course it does. I know. It's just sad, guys. Like they gave her a military kind of uh, send off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see her being. Well, we don't actually see her in the casket, but just right. they're carrying a casket with the American flag over top. Um, Gray is the one that's uh, giving the commands of like, uh, oh, of hand, like yeah, salute. like yeah, salutes. Um, yeah, like execute arms or mm-hmm. something. I think it was um, that. I don't know it's like the most chilling thing to watch Mm -hmm. and like I know it's just tv shows but still because like I think about it happening in real life with people and I'm Mm -hmm. just like yeah someone there would be bone chilling yeah because like she was still relatively young Mm -hmm. person 
and like a female I don't know it just you know she went out that way like I mean I I don't know there are a lot of cops and stuff that are killed like on duty and stuff but she wasn't even supposed to be out in the field like that's the thing is she's never really out in the field so for her to go out one time and it's like it's just so sad yeah um which is what makes john's he's the last one to go with the uh casket as it's being carried and he does his own salute and says that he's sorry because obviously like as we know anderson was out on the field to protect him Mm -hmm. and he feels a lot of guilt yeah yeah because she gave the ultimate sacrifice to you know protect him yeah um that's kind of the music finally stops everything's kind of calm it's a new day everyone's putting black bands around their badges to honor her um even though you don't like it i thought it was nice of john to help lucy put hers on because she was a poor little sad baby it was nice i don't know i just i don't know it it was nice but i'm just like no i know yeah um we then see well greg is a nice speech about how even though everyone in the room wants to essentially like murder cole with their bare hands Mm -hmm. that's not going to honor zoe's memory um but doing their job will so there was one part where he said like you know it's been said that if you murder a cop you'll never see the inside of the cell yeah and i was like that is some hank voigt shit from chicago pd i yeah mm-hmm. i was like okay yeah. well yeah. all right there's That's another fair. little tick for the crossover that maribel could happen at some point even though i would not want gray to be like influenced by Voight. but i mean uh-huh. i guess Voight could be influenced by gray i don't know he's not my favorite character on there anyway <laughs> so i wouldn't really care <laughs> no we love gray like gray no. is great the way he is gray and richard as the actor i mean they're both just spirit animals and moods all of the time yeah yeah um and so gray's the one i like again i hesitate to say enjoyed the scene but it was very well acted by richard yeah to go into the jail cell and like pick up the guy and like shake him essentially and is like give up your son he killed my captain like where is he Mm -hmm. um and he does give up cole's location so they know where to pick him up the camera then cuts over they've set up a barrier around the road that cole will be on um each to and rookie are like paired off in their usual uh couplings and each have like a separate conversation which i thought was nice yeah we'll cover that later (laughs) yeah um gray tells nolan that he should go arrest that man um and chenford's going in for backup which is nice um because god forbid cole would try something of course i noticed when he got out of the car like nolan's hands were shaking well yeah his hands were shaking like cole looked scared like that's the same guy that shot the captain and now he's like oh 
don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. I did I'm like how out. I did like how Bishop put her hand on John's like to stop the shaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Cole is arrested. Um Cole said to John, like, he'll never, you know, like see trial or courtroom, jail, all that. Like, um, and then John had alluded to something that Zoe said, not in this episode in particular, but like earlier on mm-hmm. in the season about yeah. um, like how to deal with criminals. And John says, the woman that you killed taught us it's not our job to punish you just to see to it that you are. Yeah. Um, and so Gray and John are riding back in the shop. Cole's in the back. Um, on the ride back, Gray tells Nolan that Anderson asked for him to be assigned to Midwolster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nolan didn't know that because he was going on about how in the pilot, you know, when he went, walked up to the captain's office to present himself before roll call and so we saw right through it yeah um so that was like a nice kind of callback to their first scene together mm-hmm. um and yeah the last like little end at least for them anyway is like guess i got a lot to live up to and gray looked at him and he's like we all do so yeah it was a good scene between gray and nolan because like you know up until now and i mean even in season two and three like we see gray kind of whip shit on nolan for being the oldest rookie and stuff but it was nice to see them would you say bond or just like have a heartfelt moment yeah just have like a heartfelt moment because i mean i feel like since gray obviously was like directly like under the command of Mm -hmm. zoe it was like they obviously like spent time together and then like nolan and she kind of you know like helped Nolan out with things and so I feel like they both just had a nice well in like season one I mean even in episode 10 that we just covered last week like they were writing together and had you know heartfelt moments too so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was good to see that so next we have Bradford and Chen um and we got some good little nuggets from them um first you know like after all the reversal stuff is talked about they're on patrol and they're talking about the tests lucy is all for these tests she says you know if it helps the public trust them then isn't it worth it and tim is against them and says how are we supposed to trust each other if our fellow officers are trying to trick us into screwing up i mean Tim, you do that on a daily basis. Dude. Yeah, Lucy's face just said it all. She yeah, was like, she calls him out and says, you know, I ask myself that every day and he just looks over and is like, fuck, like, fuck, what did I do? <laughs> but he backs himself up and, you know, just says like, I'm doing it to make you a better cop. Yeah, like, that's not, why. Yeah, not betray yeah. her. So. But um, as they're finishing their conversation, they see a sports car run a stop sign and cross over into the other lane. So immediately they flip on the lights and pull the car over. It's Mario Lopez. Um, and he smiles at Lucy, who's starstruck, um, but doesn't, she wants to play it off, but like it's obvious that she's starstruck. And Tim comes up just not wanting to deal with any BS. Like he's, I feel like he's, it's a day for him that he's like, I just want to have an easy day at work and it's not going to happen. Yeah. 
Um, but Lucy's a big fan, and again, Tim's not having it. So Tim calls out Mario for bribery after Mario's like, I can get you guys tickets. Like, can we just let this one slide? I never, you know, speed or anything. And as he doing that, as he does that, Tim stops. Like Tim looks around because I mean the key tr- the key word there is he never speeds. So you know, like, what is this? What's going on? But he sees an undercover car and knows that this is a test. So Lucy's just confused, like, as Tim walks away. And, you know, he walks up to the car and the window rolls down and we see it's a female undercover officer. And as he's talking to her, she says, had I known it was you, I would have put a strung out cop behind the wheel. I know you have a soft spot. Like, ooh, low blow. I hate that line. I hate it because it's like, lady that is his well okay now ex-wife you're talking yeah. about but still like dang but like oh she went there yeah but then tim just walks back over to mario and lucy and it's just like piss off yelling out a, like a laundry list of crimes that he yeah. that mario lopez can be written up for and lucy's uh-huh. just like okay yeah she just stands there and is like shocked. but then mario's like is he serious and lucy's like yeah <laughs> like i can't do much <laughs> yeah oh my god uh, i could not memorize all those lines no like, i couldn't either uh, I, I had to like rewatch it a few times because i was like wait he just called out this and now this yeah like i was like does he even really know what he's saying because some of it didn't seem like it made <laughs> sense know. for yeah. the call i was like yeah i mean the running the stop sign yes like but I was like failing to honk. I mean, yeah. maybe I don't know because yeah, like, like cut a car off. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, okay, Tim is just in a mood, clearly. Yeah. Um, well, but then before, um, like in fifteen, Tim had said a couple like of the code violations to these, yeah, uh, uh, like vigilante citizens, and one of them was a code for prostitution. But they don't know that, so. Yeah. <laughs> like you know if he can get away with it he'll yeah try to like sneak something in there that might not be all the way at this point is he a sergeant or no or has he thought about taking the test no that's season two okay because i was thinking if he's like that maybe he's pulling the sergeant card and thinks that he can just get away with it (laughs) but no he's not there yet yeah um so then like as the episode goes on they go on to their second call of the day and they enter a home and you know it's dark inside there's like bins that are in you know like ziploc containers that now i think of like the covid bubbles that they had on set oh yeah i didn't even think of yeah. that but yeah um but tim just says you know it's a grow house for hallucinogens so he tells lucy to be careful the places are usually booby trapped and they find a guy who was trapped Tim does not fail to say I told you so in like a subtle way or in a not so subtle way um but the guy wants them to get the trap off of him and Lucy you know says it's too risky they should wait for paramedics like he could have worse injuries than what's being presented in front of them so he this guy begs them not to call anyone because they could split about half a million dollars worth of mushrooms that are in there so as tim says okay lucy just looks up like what are you doing like no we need to call it in but tim is too smart and says 
I want 60%. So call Detective Murphy and ask her if that's okay with IA. Yeah. Like he thinks that it's another test, another yeah. reversal test. He's just at this point, like he's so far into his head. And he even admits that. Like he says, you know, that's how they do it and they try and catch you when your guard is down. Um, but you know, he was like looking at the the injury and he's like, it's impressive effects work, but we are in Hollywood, so I'm not surprised. But yeah. like this guy is so confused as to who Murphy is and like what Tim is talking about. And when Tim tries to call his bluff and like do something with trap, like it totally backfires. Yeah, he tries to pry the thing open. And I'm just like, yeah. nope, Murphy is so in your head, dude. Like, yeah. My gosh. So then they go back to the district and Lucy's like, you're lucky that guy's leg is going to be okay. But then Murphy is there and Tim is just it, probably even more pissed off now than he was before. And it turns out that she indirectly investigated him. Uh, Murphy was Isabel's investigating officer and her beef with him is not Lucy's concern. That's like, you know, because Lucy's kind of just, you know, wondering what's up. She's very like observant. I mean, I guess she, she has to be, she's a cop, but like she's always with Tim when he gets those calls or, yeah. you know, those cases that are close to him. Um but you know like as the episode goes on they're like at this point they're doing more of um the processing and stuff for all of the gang uh, yeah gang guys yeah it's like a montage they've since mm-hmm. confiscated yeah about guns but as tim is telling lucy what she should do you know she can do the paperwork he'll take care of processing lucy says she's not sure how confiscating lube will get the gang to back off of nolan and he says the law can says they can seize everything that you know the gang has so it's a whack-a-mole game and that's why they didn't do it before because once you start like you know you can't stop there's just like new things popping up everywhere um but today's the day that they want to hit it so they want to make sure that southern front is scared that one of their competitors is about to move in so that's kind of why they're deciding you know this day is the right day to take care of it all um but you know then we see murphy yet again approaches tim and you know she threatens to write him up for conduct on becoming an officer because he is again pissed off and just like annoyed with her at this point yeah and he says just in a sassy tone knock yourself out i mean can tim bradford be sassy like to me i would (laughs) love that i would love that um but you know we find out that you know like Isabel it is about Isabel for him like he is annoyed with Murphy because of everything that she's doing but his feelings are also stemming from all of the Isabel stuff and he covered for her for months and you know when she when she says all that like he claims that it's not true but Murphy says like you know he knew that she was using and let her come to work with a loaded gun and as Tim says that that's a lie, like Lucy comes up and it's just like, Tim, we got to go. But, you know, as Tim w- turns to walk away, Murphy tells Lucy that she should ask for another T.O. And Lucy just says innocently, but like also a little confused, like, you're not me, ma'am. Like, I'm cool with my T.O. I trust yeah. them. I'm like, oh, we just love them. Yeah. They're so, so good. 
trusting of each other in like odd ways <laughs> yeah but um you know towards the end of the episode they're prepared to take down cole who killed anderson so they have you know their barriers up and everything and tim says to lucy like they have a longer conversation than like yeah than like Kelly like, and john or yeah even angela. like angela and jackson yeah um but i mean it was like looking back on it now after watching the entire series it was definitely like the conversation that needed to be had yeah because tim says look you need to know whatever happens next whether they arrest this guy or we kill him it won't make things better and lucy just says i know that and tim says no you only think you do um you know and lucy like quips back and says please don't tell me to use the grief or anger to make myself a better cop i can't handle that right now and this next line from tim is just so good um he says grief is grief it's a hole that can't be filled but over time it'll shrink enough so that you won't fall in every time you take a step but trust me if there's one thing you can use to make yourself a better cop it'll be her life not her death I feel like that's kind of reminiscent, like rewatching it now to um, the episode after Day of Death where he gives her her ring back. Yeah. Because he's like, you know, you can choose to see that tattoo as, you know, your death, but it's really like the start of the rest of your life or whatever. It was just yeah. so good. Yeah. Good job, writers. Yeah. Um, they're like we've said it before but the rookie is just so good with bringing like the parallels background mm -hmm. um but you know once they've got the guy who killed anderson uh you know tim sees once again that murphy is out there spying on them as tim says so he starts to walk over her just i mean steam was coming out of his ears at this point yeah i mean and lucy just says like quietly she's just like no don't don't go like you don't you don't need to but you know murphy did give her condolences for the captain she said she liked her um but she says the watch commander called and said his people were going to do this right and wanted to make sure that the higher-ups the ia saw it so grace yeah so tim's demeanor kind of changes because he realizes you know that she isn't there to like to bring trouble she's not there to yell at him or anything like that so um murphy also says that she trashed the conduct on becoming charge and you know that he's kind of good to go um but as murphy starts to walk away tim tells her to wait you know he's he states that he's only saying this because he knows anderson would want him to but he tells her she was right he knew that isabel was using in the end and didn't want to say anything because he was trying to help her and you know he just says quietly like she was my wife um but you know murphy also asks how she's doing and tim says in that soft tim bradford tone like she's doing better she's clean mm -hmm. and that's kind of that's the last that we see of him yeah for this episode anyway mm -hmm. but it was so good i would like to see murphy come back because she did give us some backstory on tim yeah i just want more backstory on tim like i don't yeah. really know oh yeah so uh, do i 
I need I need all of the backstory like on every character and I know that we've already had some of it but like I need more of it yeah um but just as a side note like I love how the rookie is like how it is um you know where they have the lighthearted moments but they also like dive into deep deep issues um but I do wish the show was a little bit more intense like so that we could see a more intense Tim Bradford if he got meteor storylines like imagine how Eric would kill it with acting those out yeah I'm just thinking of like the other cop shows that I watch and I'm just like you know and not that they like underserve Eric's acting capabilities because they don't like he does have good scenes I'm just like can we give him more because he would <laughs> definitely kill it yeah. like okay so we've seen Nolan and Anderson get kidnapped we've seen Lucy get kidnapped we mm-hmm. have we seen Nyla get kidnapped um not well, real well like tortured the the fake out yes yeah um we've seen Jackson be tortured which yep. will yeah um and no Angela taken, Angela's like, fate hangs in the balance that's true I and mean, no one's been taken like four times yeah I feel like not that I want to like go through the pain but like I kind of do I I feel like we need to see Tim be kidnapped or something yeah I feel like he would find a way to get out of it but yeah I mean well I kind of not that like I like you said not that like we want to see him in pain but like it would have to be a situation where he like he finally realized like oh shit I can't get out of this you know what I mean because like he's so tough like to really like break him down would be yeah it would have to it would have to be a scene or it would have to be a storyline where he is like physically incapable of getting out yeah i mean even like lucy's like with day of death and stuff like she was able to get out but she couldn't get away even if it was something like that for tim i don't know i mean we saw something kind of similar with the whole you know when he thought that he had contracted that virus and stuff like we saw that but yeah it wasn't as much i don't know i just need to see more of it maybe it's because like i watch more intense cop shows too and i'm just like yeah i like when that stuff happens as bad as it sounds but i do and i feel like eric winter would just kill it and i i feel like the rest of the cast would like trying to find them and stuff because as much as like nolan is the main character and i feel like gray is kind of you know he's the glue that holds all of them together I feel like Tim's kind of like that too. Yeah. Like I feel like Jackson looks up to Tim in a way. No one looks up to Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Angela is Tim's best friend. And Nyla, I feel like her and Tim could get closer in season four. I'm hoping that they do, but yeah, I don't know. I just have went on my little tangent about how Eric Winter needs more meteor storylines and that we need to see Tim Bradford possibly like in danger. So apparently we put that into the universe. Sorry, Eric, but also not really. We we need to see it, but also like when that happens, I'm fully ready for everyone to just like come after me and be like, 
why did you speak this into existence yeah because i know that, that will happen but maybe maybe then at that point we get a chenford like confession Ooh, can oh, that happen yeah. um i am like formulating the storyline right now yeah. in my head yeah but like if y'all like more intense like cop shows like our friends at meet us at molly's yeah one chicago um that's exactly what i'm thinking of right now yeah can we get uh, a giant tim storyline <laughs> oh god you want a crossover okay i want um, a crossover where they're both in pain how bad is that you're terrible i know you're terrible and it's only like month one of hiatus i still have a few months to go okay <laughs> oh uh, yeah no i uh you I mean, have to keep talking i don't have i know more to say. i know i just <laughs> like all right i'm hopping off my tim tangent right now because i need to keep going i need to keep i can't get too much into my head about this anyway so that's kind of what that's all that we have for tim and lucy um but we did have some on uh jackson and angela and when we first kind of open the episode, Wesley comes into the district and it is awkward. Like there looks to each other and then it, the camera pans over to Jackson's face and he's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if there were, if there was ever a time to use the cricket noise, that would have been that a been good it. time. Also Jackson's face was just like such a good meme right there. He was just <laughs> like, no, I uh, yeah. can't, can't do this. But, you know, Jackson and Angela are patrolling after the reversals, of course. And, you know, we find out that she went through Wesley's phone because she thought he was cheating on her. And Jackson's like, you've only went on a few dates. Like, you know, I mean, yes, you are together, but like, it's not official, official yet. So I just thought it was funny how he was like, I take it back that I, you know, like, don't approve or whatever but like that's still messed up like that yeah. he stands by because he realizes that might not be the tone to take with your to so he yeah. kind of steps up a little yeah um but you know they're driving and they see a car swerving so this is their really only call of the day um yeah. or of the episode that we saw and you know angela's she says it's probably just a reversal like you know i mean not that they don't need to act on it but you know like it's it's probably it's probably nothing serious um as far as like crime versus you know just kind of what they're in for for the day and jackson says that's pretty convincing for drunk driving so again he's in the same camp as lucy with this whole reversal thing and angela's on tim's side which i can see why the tos take this because like take the side because I wonder if when a new batch of rookies come in, if this reversal thing happens every year. I mean, I would think. No, no. I would think so because, I mean, it seems like Tim and Angela kind of have been through this before. Yeah. But, um, I mean, unless they just heard about it. But, you know, like, she, you know, like, they make about, Jackson's like 20 bucks that it's legit and she's like okay you're on so they pull over the car that runs into garbage cans and it turns out that it's a kid so jackson says unless ia is recruiting out of grade school i just made 20 bucks 
and Angela like it's just kind of she's in the zone of like okay why is this kid driving there's something really wrong here so it turns out that he's driving to get his sister to the hospital because she OD'd and he needs their help so Angela tells Jackson to get the Narcan from the car uh from the shop and you know like they're admin she's administering the most aid that she can at this point so once she gives the Narcan the sister wakes up and the little boy like hugs Jackson Jackson just like hugs him back wraps his arms around him it's my heart cute but then Jackson brings up a comic book for the little boy whose name is Jake um, and he says, I found it in the lost and found, AKA my locker. And the little boy has just been through so much. We find out that his mom OD'd and social services are on their way to get him placed somewhere safe so his sister can get the help that she needs. I mean, it's just so sad. Yeah. Because he, like, because Angela was like, you can't give up hope. And mm-hmm. um, the boy was like that's what everyone says so he's like obviously been through this before yeah oh yeah um and i don't know i wonder like what angela's past family life was like like we know that her dad like left and that she has a bunch of brothers and stuff and that they like lived in a small house and everything but you know i mean did one of angela's siblings go through this or did someone close in her family because her face when like Jackson and Jake were talking and you know at the table like her face said it all she felt sympathy and bad for this little boy um but you know Angela runs out to talk to Wesley like you know because she saw him walking by or whatever and she explains her past says you know her dad leaving is kind of what you know makes her think about things differently she says she thinks it's the reason why she went through his phone and you know he just he stops her in her tracks and says you sound like one of my you sound like my clients but that doesn't change what you did um you know and he just reiterates like she's a you're a grown woman so having a bad childhood is not a valid excuse anymore and she just looks at him like you are completely right like i'm i'm totally in the wrong here and i own it Um, i didn't I, i don't know i never liked that line yeah no neither did I I was like dude I mean it is still a valid excuse you know like she has trust issues yeah I mean like and, it's not like I don't know I think it's just the like word or use of the word excuse because it's like yeah it's an issue that obviously she still has to deal with better, yeah well I- and like who are you to tell her like that yeah. she needs to get over it or you know like she can't use that anymore like no um but I think I I think if they were like dating longer he would have went about it in a different way like at this point they weren't dating for that long but yeah it was still just not right um but his trust is essentially broken with her so you know as they're you know preparing to take cold down you know we see that uh Jackson and Angela are kind of talking but again they don't have like a very long conversation uh but Wesley ends up calling so he says you know I said a bunch of things earlier they don't really matter right now um you know and I just want to be here for you and she all she says all she can get out is I want that too 
And then Grace says 20 seconds out and Angela tells Wesley, okay, I gotta go. Maybe shoot a guy, call you later. I mean, just blunt, like, you know, and then he says what? And she just hangs up. Yeah, and she hangs up. Yeah. Yeah. I needed, I need to see their, or I needed to see their conversation, like when she got home. Because I feel like they talked, maybe not everything out, but they talked quite a bit of it out. And, you know, he was kind of like, so how was your call before, you know? Um, But yeah, that's kind of where we left off. I mean, with like Westlow and Wolpez. um, But I mean, Angela with that long gun, like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. And again I, I watched too. like she had a rifle but then she switched out to her normal gun when she went and like can nyla one. have one like <laughs> i just well, again I watched... they had the she had the uh ar uh 15 that's right she went it was like under that bridge or whatever with nolan that's right i just need she's so tiny though like tiny i just need people. my women i just need my women to have long guns like i don't know that it's sounds badass. bad to say, but like I badass. I watch a lot of cop shows and I just like to see the women be badasses. So, you know, why not? Um, but that kind of wraps up the episodes and storylines. Did we have any other notes on this episode? I just still like get emotional every time I watch this. I think it's like yeah. the third time I've seen this episode, like all the way through anyway. And I still Yeah. Like, even though I know what happens, it's just the music gets me every time. Well, and that's, like, how it is for um, Day of Death. Like, when Tim finds Lucy, mm-hmm. for me, I don't even have to watch the entire episode. Like, I can watch that scene and yeah. just, it's the music that mm-hmm. gets me every single time. Yeah. But, um, anyway, you guys can find us on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod underscore or email us at Shop Talk the Rookie Podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, and you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at jstark804. And I'm at Carrie Hyman. And um, make sure you check out our T Public store. We have some merch if you want to rep the rookie. Um, and, you know, we're always trying to think of new designs so if Mm -hmm. there isn't something up there that you want to see let us know because we can try and create it so um and next week we'll be covering episode five of season three titled lockdown so that'll be interesting because that's a heavy like that's a newer season too and it is a very heavy episode yeah but we've been doing these appreciation weeks. So next week is a Jackson appreciation week. Yeah. Yeah. Because we just need to appreciate all that is Jackson West. Very true. Yeah. So that's it from us this week. Bye, guys. Bye. Go get him, boo.